Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we are talking about friendship deepening part one, practical steps. Welcome back. All right. Brian. It's good to be back, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. That's good. Welcome to all of our listeners. Yep. We are uh, excited to be here today, and uh, we are on the eve of you getting ready to have yes. your baby at some point. Well, your wife. Yes, people, not me. I know. I, I yeah. use the term we, and people get so mad, like, you're not the one having <laughs> <Yes>. the baby. <laughs> like, he did, like, like, I get that. We're but all we're over the place on the map anymore. The Bible says <laughs> two shall become one. Amen. That's right. So we are one. Yeah. <laughs> we are having a baby. How does your wife? <laughs> yeah, that's Don't right. ask her. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. We your are, wife is having a baby soon. Very soon. Maybe <laughs> today. I don't know. We'll find out. And so. Whatever the, however the Lord wills. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. I'll be praying Thanks. for you. Yeah. We're and excited. yeah, no, things are good. I, I'm, I love the weather that's getting a little bit warmer. We can be yeah, outside I more. My, I got to start doing yard work. You've been working on your house some. I How's have, that going? That's going well. I'm going to take a uh, renovation. Yes. Which is basically just our spring break, but <laughs> I got to focus intensely on getting my project like really far mm-hmm. down the road. Upwards so, almost over. Actually, I think af- while this episode comes out, upper will be over right probably yes yeah yep that's good that's wild had a great season yeah i need to get out and do yard work i Mm. have to compete with all the other dads in the neighborhood (laughs) i can't let my lawn fall behind i know my dogs have been destroying my yard and i'm like no so yeah it's time. You it know you're time. a you know you're an official dad when you care about the lawn like, like so oh, much. My neighbor he's my neighbor was out today <laughs> like doing stuff in his stuff. yard. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's beating me to the <laughs> yard. <is> true. I know. <laughs> it's like I got to do it too. <laughs> got to give me some fresh white New Balances. Get out there, turn them suckers green. <laughs> anyway, awesome. that's awesome. All okay. right, so we're on almost done with the friendship series. Yes, yeah. so we got two episodes here that it's kind of like a part one, part, part two, two right. of the same thing here. That's right. Yeah, they're they're we're we're so we've talked a lot about the why, how, what, like all of that stuff. We talked about planning, how to make a plan, what you're supposed to be thinking through when it comes to friendships, and now we're talking about how to do it. Like practically, what do you actually do in order to make friendships or, or to deepen friendships that you already have. Right. And, uh, and so our resource, this is, this is right from our resource. It's been such a helpful thing, such a small book, highly encourage you to get it. It's called, how should we develop biblical friendship by Dr. Haken and Joel Beakey. And so, um, definitely check that out. And they have these 10, uh, really simple, practical steps that when you read at first, you're just kind of like, duh, but, but you have to think through it and ask yourself, am I actually doing this? Yeah. And that's, what's good about this is it it forces you to kind of think through it because I think we all would say, I would, I want friends. I want to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would all say all of those things, but to actually do it, it requires a little bit of thought. Yeah. You know, some of it comes naturally, but I think if we want to do it right and well, Mm -hmm. like anything else, there yeah. has to be some sort of cognitive and mental, spiritual, emotional engagement. And that, some that's things, what we're... Yeah, and some things that you can look at and really diagnose whether or not 
it's happening, yeah. you know, like you yeah. can, when you hear these things, you're going to be able to think about like, am I, is that even happening between me and other people I know? Right. Like, am I trying to do this? Yes. Um, yes. So, so let's get into it. Let's talk about some of these things. Um, the first one and probably the most obvious thing is you have to actually talk together. Mm. You cannot build a friendship without Communication. communication. You've yeah. got to talk, right? Well, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier is just you have to uh, be around the person and yes. being around them is not just, it, I don't, when we said proximity, we didn't mean like you literally are just uh-huh. around that person, but you are around them to where you're engaging with them. That's right. Yeah. And so what we, what, what we realize is that, you know, the thing that I find with students, especially cause they're, they're really trying to learn this for the first time. Cause they're moving out of this stage of, of everyone's my friend to not everyone's my friend. How right. do I do this? Mm-hmm. And, and what's so funny is they don't think about the fact that they have to start to talk. Right. So mm-hmm. like what that means is you, if you want friends, you have to begin the conversation. You got to be willing to start. Right. And there's a mutual sharing of information, right? Personal details, things about your life. You know, I, you know, it, it happens at church. It happens, you know, it's at different jobs that I've had. There are some people you become closer to than others because they're willing to share with you and you're willing to share with them. That's right. There's other people that for whatever reason, maybe your personalities don't match up or you just don't get a chance to really talk to them and you don't really become friends because you don't share those details. You're more of the acquaintances. That's know? right. That's right. Yeah. So if they're not talking back, that's why it's a, a it, this, these things go both ways. Yeah. And so you have to, you, you throw it out there, you start it, but it has to come back. But you know, another thing about this is what you're talking about. So like, you want to talk about important things, spiritual things, mm-hmm. um, things that matter, but also things that don't matter, you know, like right. things that, that mm-hmm. you think are funny. I mean, that's one of the things we actually do for this podcast is we we actually get in here and just kind of talk about random stuff that don't really matter right? Um, before we start talking about the things that do. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I think one really important factor in this and to help determine if you are friends or acquaintances or, or where you kind of fall in that spectrum that we talked about last week is, you know, is there a mutual sort of interest Mm, in each other? You know, one of my pet peeves is, um, when you meet with someone and they don't ask you about yourself, you know, it's always one, a one-sided conversation. It's hard to be friends with somebody if it's a one-sided, if if you're always asking about their life, talking about Mm -hmm. their life and they dictate the conversation right. and it never is reciprocated. I think that's a good point. And even, and I think like if you're, if you're looking at the serious parts of conversation and the non-serious kind of the, the fun, just whatever parts of conversation, if people aren't willing to go back and forth between right. those or to share in that, then you know, like, for instance, if somebody only wants to have serious conversations or get your input about things, but they don't want to talk about uh, what you're doing on the weekend like right okay that's that's a limiting factor and so you're, you're more not, like a coworker or an acquaintance right, or something right. not, not a friend exactly yeah. yeah so talking together is really important and it's it's got to be something that's not uh interrupted by other things mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't try to only talk via text messaging mm. you can't only talk via, you know it has to be something eventually and we talked about this before but ultimately this is something that needs to happen in person without distractions. Yeah, it right? takes time. That's yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. What's the next one, Brian? Yeah, kind of. It kind of go hand, goes hand in hand. It's listen together. You know, if you 
talk together. You've got to listen to the other person. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, for whatever reason, people have these different personalities. Some people are really good at listening. Some mm. people are really good at talking. Uh, normally, they it's hard to find where it happens. You know, somebody's good at both of them. Right. And so you got to determine which of these areas do you struggle in, and then how do you overcome that? You know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's super important. Like just just knowing yourself. Because as you're thinking about building friendships, talking to somebody, listening, you're going to have to compensate on one side or the other. You're going to have to work on one more than the other, probably. And uh, I know for me, you know, listening, I, I literally have to tell myself to shut up, like, yeah, stop talking, Brian, you know, and so I and I have to stop and and just even even if there's some some silence and just let it happen. Yeah. And, um, and you, cause you know, people have to think about what they're trying to say. They can't, you know, some people, some people are pretty fast. They, they already know what they're thinking and they're ready to go, but not everybody's like that. You have to give people enough time to form their thoughts and then to actually say them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So I think we've got to listen to people, which means we've got to be quiet. We've got to try to figure out who the person is, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes do, do you think it's easy to just listen to what they're saying just to hear what they're saying instead of knowing who they are what do you think do you think there's a distinction between those two like if you are listening to somebody you can listen just to get what they're saying mm. oh you're talking about listening and actual hearing yes yeah, and being yes engaged yes with what they're saying yeah no i definitely think that listening is more than just hearing information you're right thinking about the subtext you're thinking about the feelings and emotions that go into it. Why, you know, as a true friend, when your friend says something, you're not just taking in information. You're saying, why, why are they saying this? Why are they telling me this? What is behind that? You know, cause it could be something that they're sharing that they're frustrated with. Right. Yeah. And they may not want, some people don't want you to fix their problems mm. all the time. They just want to be heard. Yeah. Or they might say, uh, yes, help me, you know, with this, is to help me think through this issue or problem. Then you can offer suggestions, you know, and things like that. But you have to listen really well to know, and you have to know your friend as to yeah. what, what they're wanting. Yeah, I think that's that's really good because if you're not listening carefully, then you might think that they want a certain response from you that they don't want, right? you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and you might not actually be figuring out who the person is. You're just trying to problem solve and get and move on, which yeah. is not being a good friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, some people don't like that. So you have to ask them, okay, are we in the, are we in the listening phase mm -hmm. or in the problem solving mm -hmm. phase of this, you know? I mean, I literally ask that sometimes, like you said, if I don't, if I can't tell. Do you, well, you ask, do you want mm -hmm. my thoughts or yes. something like that? You, you, you've said that to me before. Yeah. You, you know? want my, do you want me to tell you what I think? Yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you're not very good at listening. Maybe you are struggling with this. How do you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to, um, you've just got to be there present and be able to start asking questions, you know, and, and thinking through, okay what, how do I want to be listened mm. to? And then what, what would I want somebody to ask me or mm. share with me? And then how I can reciprocate. You mean that. treat others the way you yeah, would like to be exactly. treated? Whoa, okay. That's great. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's exactly right. And I, I actually, even, you know, as a pastor, uh, 
this is something that I have to come into like a Sunday morning or something and I'm mm-hmm. dealing with students. And it, it's really hard to engage in conversations sometimes. Yeah. And I've found that the simple fix is have some good questions. Just, I mean, they can even be generic questions, yeah. but just ha- become ready with like three or four questions. Yeah, I think that's that part of works. what the Bible says when it says be quick to listen and slow to speak. You mm-hmm. know, I think part of that is collecting information because when, when like, for instance, when I sit down in a counseling situation, mm. somebody will initially share some information with me. And that may take five or 10 or 20 minutes, but I can't just automatically go off of that information. I've got right. to ask, okay, what about this? How did you feel about this? What about this situation? Because oftentimes there is a deeper conversation that mm-hmm. needs to happen. It's the same thing in friendship. Yeah, If you ask questions to get a fuller picture, then you can understand um, what they're, what they're going through and how to, how to help them. Yeah. And that keeps you from assuming things too. Yeah. You know, like asking questions in reminding yourself, I don't know, instead of thinking, Oh, I know what they're thinking. Yeah. You say, I don't know what they're thinking. So let me ask them some questions. Exactly. And that, that helps a lot. So talk, listen. What's the third thing? We've got to serve together. This is where, you know, this is kind of, I think of like the band of brothers sort of thing. This is where you get into the trenches of, of ministry with one another. And, um, and you, man, you get to know, <laughs> like, I'm thinking about you and me on mission trips and like <laughs> some of the things that we've had to do and how quickly we figure out each other's personality mm-hmm. through, uh, that and, uh, and, and doing things together, experiencing the hardships of that, experiencing the triumphs of that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gets you, it, it helps meld you together mm-hmm. in a bond that yeah. you can't really understand. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of ministries that people can just find and jump into, right? Um, I think, you know, here's a shameless plug. Like our church, uh, we've got a chair team um, mm-hmm. ministry, and we need people who can jump in and be a part of that. And and um, and sometimes, you know, it's not fun putting up chairs, but somebody's got to do it. And why not do it with some people that you can enjoy hanging out with and, right. and have fun putting up chairs together. It's, mm-hmm. it's no fun doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that you have shared experiences mm-hmm. with your friend, you know, and this, and this can be with your, your wife, your children. I mean, you, you ultimately are cultivating a friendship with your wife. You're wanting to cultivate a friendship with your children as they get older and then just other people in your life. Yeah. You have to have shared experiences and that can be, um, you know, one of the greatest ways can be through serving together, doing ministry together. I mean, the Lord has called us to do good works in his name, Yeah, you know, to go out and to make disciples and share the gospel. Why not do that with people you like being around and enjoy being around with your friends? Yeah. So you think that this like serving together is something that would be like good for families to do? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I've seen some Is that a rhetorical question? No. (laughs) No, that was a, that was me. Uh, no, I, I do think I do <laughs> I do think at the appropriate uh, age, right, you know, and right. level, it is very helpful. Yeah, because uh, once again, shared experiences are good, and not just you know. When I say that, a lot of families uh, think about, and, and even friends think about just doing. Uh, like fun, enjoyable things together. Right. Yeah, like let's go on vacation. Let's go to the pool together. Let's, let's do those type of things. 
No, yeah, that's a great point. I, I actually remember some of the things I remember the most are some of the hardest things that like me and, and my family did together. We, uh, you know, we would go split wood together. And I remember, right. I remember that and it was hard, but but it was also fun. Yeah. Like, Enjoyment is a part of it. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I mean, there, there, there is a place for that, but also challenging adversity shared experiences yeah. are also very bonding. But it's because you're together that it becomes fun. Like, like it's, it's the very fact that you're together, like doing it by yourself isn't fun, but when you have other people together, that's when it becomes enjoyable, even right. if it's extremely difficult. Right. Um, like think of any mission trip or any service project you've ever done when you've got people, you're doing it together and you're, and you're doing it for the right reasons. Oh man, it's, it's a joy. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're like, I don't know of any ministry to jump into, to, to do, well, start one. Like, think about the things that you are passionate about. And if there's something that you feel God is calling you to do, don't, don't be like, Hey church, you need to, you know, make this happen. Like you're a part of the church. You can start that, get some people to join in with you. So we've got to serve together and that those shared experiences build a lot of, of, you know, camaraderie and, and friendship. But as we're doing that, we've kind of alluded to this yeah. already. What's what's another thing that we need yeah, to do? Yeah, just enjoy together? life together. I mean, this is the part where you do have the opportunity to do things that are fun or things that you like together, you know, mm -hmm. and whether it's, um, you know, <clears throat> you know, I've got a buddy that we go to the range and shoot guns. Yeah. And he's really skilled at it and so he gives me tips and we hang out and you know it's one of those things that is just um like a like a you know something we just enjoy yeah you know there's other other people that you may <clears throat> go on vacation with or you may just go to the swimming pool with like i said you know and those things are good i mean it's good to enjoy life together and yeah. do things that you enjoy well one of the things you and i keep talking about is wanting to go uh bike riding like we we both have mountain bikes and we want to you know, we're doing it super skilled, uh, but no, we want to go just, just start that mm -hmm. because we've never, you know, done, done that together. And that'd be something fun to enjoy. Right. Um, you know, this is something that I think families, um, you know, try to do, but, but I think, you know, in order to do this, sometimes you have to invite people to, to come be a part of your hobby. And sometimes you have to go be a part of their hobby. Maybe it's something that your friend likes to do. Um, that you've never done before. And so the only way to enjoy it is to try it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we've got to kind of put ourselves out there a little bit. And really what this is talking about is just having fun. Mm -hmm. Like friends have fun together. We, we do that. That's, I think about like the disciples in Jesus and you know, when you're reading the Bible, you can tell that these guys were just living normal life together. And, um, and you know, you have to look into that a little bit, and we want to be careful doing that. We don't want to, you know, read into Scripture too much. But that's why I like The Chosen, because I think that they try to draw out the real-life friendships between Jesus and his disciples. And uh, and there's a lot of funny things that, that happen in that, because yeah, like that's the way friendship what, works. Right, what naturally happens, yeah. Yeah, I think it's about shared experiences, you know, both of the— the number three and number four mm -hmm. are really kind of about spending that time together and experiencing the same thing. You yeah. know, you know, yeah. we're, uh, we are bonded with, um, those people that we went on the mission trip to Jamaica with, you right. know, and yes. so that's a shared experience that, you know, it's kind of like we, we have that, it's not a secret necessarily, but like no one else knows mm -hmm. what we experienced and, and how that, 
you know, you know, we share pictures, we try, yeah. we, we can tell people, but no one was there except for the people that were there. Right. No one knows about how hard we worked and, yeah. you know. And, and that's, some of that was hard and sad, you know, like yeah. you, you have to share. So part of enjoying life together is also being in the sad parts together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all that goes together. But, you know, the big thing about this, I think, is you just don't have any other motive other than just enjoying things with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're not trying to get something out of the other person. There's no, there's no selfishness involved. There's no right. motive. Mm-hmm. You're just hanging out yeah. and having fun. Yep. So for, for our today's episode, our last point for today is this, uh, this is where I think friendship goes from some of the more normal, obvious things to some of the, the deeper things. This is where like deep, deep friendship mm really you start seeing some of this happening and i think number five shows us that you have to think together yeah i think real friends will share it it's interesting because i think about this whenever you're with uh acquaintances Mm. you are constantly filtering yourself or at least Mm, i am yeah yeah you know i'm thinking okay if i say what i'm thinking what is this person going to think Uh you know and uh around a friend you can, you know, run a true friend, you can know, okay, I can say what's on my mind, I can share my feelings and thoughts, and they understand and will, will hear that. You yeah, know, you can be more vulnerable with your inner thoughts. You yeah, know? I think that is absolutely true. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about some of the best friends that I've had, you know, throughout my life. And what I've enjoyed the most is not that we think exactly the same thoughts. Yeah. It's that I can I can trust them with my thoughts, like you're like you're saying. I I'm even telling them what I'm thinking, knowing that if I were to say it around somebody else, I'd be super embarrassed. But but because I'm with my friend, we're able to talk about or think about these these crazy things out loud mm-hmm. because I want to know what they think right. and I want them to help me shape what I'm thinking. And this is where you're really letting yourself be. Uh, influenced. Right. Um, so this is why, you know, this should not happen with people that aren't close friends. You know what I mean? You right. Should, you, you should be careful how much you think out loud with each other and let them shape your thoughts if you don't really know who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, you can only know that through a mutual understanding and, and you know, to have a true friend, it's got to be okay. We can, we can, share we can agree to disagree yes we can we can uh you know think and process you know there's sometimes there's things that somebody says and you're like and, I, and i've started to do this more recently because um i just need and want more to, it, i think it, there's wisdom in 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 taking time mm. there's mm-hmm. no rush in trying to uh take in new information and let it change you it's like okay Thank you for, you know, somebody will tell me mm-hmm. something about myself or something about what they believe. Okay, thank you for letting me know that. L- let me process that. Let me think yep. through that. And then I can have time to, to come back and say, uh, you know, instead of just off the cuff shooting back an right. answer, which yeah. I've been guilty of a lot in the past, you know? Well, I and I think that some of that's just totally natural. I know I, I really struggle with that. I have to to tell myself, I have to, I, I have to focus on the fact that I need... I need um, other people's thoughts and I need correction at times. I need that 
because when I receive, when that happens, your first thought is, I don't need this, you know, um, your first, that's your reaction. So, uh, so you have to kind of be telling yourself that. And then, um, you know, what I love, like really probably like one of my, my very best friends, uh, is, is just this really, really smart guy. And, um, we have debated about things mm. a lot mm. and, and we have had these conversations about, what what does the Bible mean when it says this and what it says that? And I remember there were times where he just flat out asked me. <laughs> I was reading something, and uh, and he was like, "Do you do you know what that means?" And I wanted to be like, "Yeah, absolutely, I know what this means." But but he like just caught me, and I was like, "Dang it, I don't I don't know what this means." And but it was because he was my friend. He wasn't he wasn't like. Like oh you're an idiot because you don't know what this means. He was he was helping me grow. Yeah, that's the difference. A friend is not trying to be like winning in a conversation. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if you're you know I remember when I was in Bible college, guys mm-hmm. would debate in the hallways and and debate all of these type of things, and it was always to try to to try to win. Win, you know. And yeah. so like that's not true friendship, you no. know. No, that's right. And true friendship is trying to help you to grow and understand and um, not like shove it in your face you and know? sometimes it happens through debate but but it's it's just a different kind of debating and right. it's and it's a really healthy and, and it can be really fun actually. yeah so i mean it's like and in this this i think guys are are maybe guilty of this maybe more i don't know but we we never get past the surface yeah you know, we, we we don't like or want to talk about difficult things but mm-hmm. i think the christian uh man needs to be able to open up and share what he's thinking with another with another Christian brother. I think that's what you see and when you look at history, you see in Christendom the greatest Christian men were the ones who wanted to think with their friends, mm. you know? I mean, that's just I think of like Augustine and just the the thinker that he was and uh and how he did that with his friends and with other people. And uh, that's you know, that's Jesus. He he was like that with his disciples. And so that's that's how we want to be as well. So those are the first five of the practical steps that you can be taking. And so be thinking about that, talking together, listening together, serving together, enjoying life together, and thinking together. And as we wrap this up, you know, we always want to make sure we're thinking about our families in this. Mm. What are some other ways? We've talked about a little bit. What are some other ways yeah. you think this applies to our families? I think this has great crossover to our families all of these things we should be investing in with our wives you know mm-hmm. we've taught you know we've not been um i don't know what's the word we, we've been very open with sharing that we feel like our wives are our best friends yes yeah yeah and i think that's important in a married couple you know to invest in each other at, not just as partners raising children right. or as uh, lovers or you know we have to invest as friends yeah and sharing together of life, of mutual experiences, of thoughts, of feelings, of talking, of listening, all of these things carry over very much <laughs> directly to our, yeah. to our marital relationships. And then as our kids get older, mm-hmm. you know, these things, you know, we've talked a little bit about this in the past where you transition your sort of parenting mm-hmm. from, you know, hands-on to more like coaching, you yeah. know, still hands-on as they get into teenage years. And you can do a little bit more of this. You know, I want to caution uh, parents, because I don't want them to think like I'm friends with my child. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that. But in one sense, as they get older, you do want a friendship to sort of blossom mm-hmm. because uh, like my wife is uh, <clears throat> probably uh, like 
best friends with her mom. Do you mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so they, there's not a day that goes by that they don't talk, um, probably multiple times or, or text or something. Yeah. And, and so that's different for me because, you know, if I, if I talk to my parents, you know, once a month, like I'm good. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that might be a little bit of the guy versus, the guy girl, versus thing. girl. Yeah. But, but they definitely have a true like friendship because yeah. they have invested in one another and they have these same sort of things and qualities. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's absolutely right. And, you know, I love with, with the, the parent child relationship, thinking about this, you know, I, I agree. I don't want parents to be like, yeah, we're, we're just friends. No, you are a parent. And right. I, but I think that what we do, we, we make this false dichotomy yeah. as if you, as if you don't have a, a friendship with your kid because you're this parent, you know, you have to tell, but then, you know, it's like, it's not one or the other right. all the time. It, it can be both. Um, and you have to wear those hats, you know, a little differently depending on the situation. And, uh, you know, even if you got like this little kid, like you need to be talking to your little kid and, and letting them think out loud. I mean, their thoughts are crazy, but you know, I'm just, well, you I'm just thinking think- about my three-year-old kid. His thoughts are insane, but I love them, you know? Yeah. And we have to teach them how to be a good friend. You yeah. know, if, this is something that if they learn this, um, on their own, it will mm. become sort of like mis- misformed, misshapen yeah. because yeah. it will happen through experiences with other children. Right. Naturally. But then also we've got to help them think through, okay, how do you be a good friend? That's you know, right. it's like, okay, even when they're little, it's like, okay, you have to share your toys. Right. You know, I remember my son when we would have life group he would gather up his toys and like <laughs> lay on them because he didn't want any of the other kids <laughs> playing awesome. with his yes. toys. He would literally just like lay on them. Like you're not playing with them. You're just covering them mm-hmm. up. And I said, they're here for an hour or two and then they're going to go home. Mm-hmm. And so why not spend that hour or two playing with them? And then when they leave, all of these, all these toys are, are still mm-hmm. yours. So it's like helping him think through like these kids are, are just wanting to come play yep. with you with these toys. You're literally having to teach him how to enjoy life with other people. And that's just, that's one of our practical steps. Right. And and we have to sh- help them with that. And we have to make sure that we're uh, trying to live that out ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Cause if we're not, then, you know, we're, <laughs> we're not going to be able to help them. That's either. right. So, all right. Well, those are our first five and our next episode, we're going to be talking about the last five and then we will be done with our finding friendship series. So hopefully you're an expert on friendship by now. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My friendships are so much better now. Well, I do. All you got to so. do is live it out. It's easier <laughs> said than done. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everyone for yep. listening and we'll, we'll see you next time. time. For the world record and do three podcasts. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody's before. ever done it. I'm gonna call Guinness Book of World never, Records. I never attempted. Get three podcasts done in one sitting. Let's do it. Let's stay focused. We gotta stay focused. Listen, we need you know, like if they have pre-workout, we need pre-podcast. We need to like take a pre pre-podcast shake. Yeah. That way you can like be in focus like focus. We gotta stay focused. We got three podcasts. Come on. Ha, ha, ha.